Welcome to the Cruise Conversations Podcast. My name is Michael. And I'm Frank. And today's episode is episode number seven, and we're going to be talking about our must-pack cruise items. So let's get into it. So today's topic was actually a suggestion via Instagram. So thank you, Nathan, for writing us in on Instagram with a question. And for those that follow along, feel free to follow us on Instagram or just write in on a, on a DM or comment on any of our posts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, whether it's a story about a cruise or a question that you may have, um, or you just want to talk. So feel free to comment, write us in anytime. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have a future topic or just want, want to chat. Uh, with that, we'll get into it for today. So we're going to walk through our favorite cruising, nice to have items. Before we even get to that though, there are some things that you can't even start your cruise journey without. And so we want to talk about that and then just the normal stuff that you probably should bring. So starting off with the things that you can't even get on board the cruise with has to be number one, the passport. Yep. So passport, I highly recommend. I mean, we actually, you can go with a birth certificate. I was on a cruise recently and the line for the birth certificate, maybe it moves fast, but it was probably like three, 400 people deep at Port Canaveral. So I had, I mean, highly recommend getting a passport, spend the extra money. It's good for several years and it's just going to make getting in and out of the port so much easier. There's also pass cards, right, Mike? Yeah, I had a pass card for first couple of years when I did cruises. It pretty much lets you do any uh, closed-loop cruises from the States or lets you go over to, I think, Canada or maybe Mexico if you drove over the border. Can't fly with it internationally, but like I said, it's a little, little cheaper option. doesn't last as long as the passport, but if you need something last minute or just want to save a little bit of money, the pass card's another option. Yep. And then the other items like our medication. So I don't recommend traveling without your medication. Contact lenses. I wear contacts. I know that it'd be such a pain to try to figure out where to get those if I was in the Bahamas or I was in the Caribbean and just didn't have enough. The other thing is your boarding pass. So that, I mean, the boarding pass really is what you scan to get on for your first day and before you actually get your card. So they actually usually put your card for the sailing outside your door. That's what you use for all of your expenses on board, but you don't actually have that until you get on. So up until that point when the rooms are ready, you have it on your phone or some people can print them out. I recommend doing it all on your phone. Uh, Royal, they call this the set sail pass. I think other cruise lines uh, call this a boarding pass, but those are the items that you you really can't get on. Everything else that we're going to mention on here, you could, you could buy at a store. Uh, with that, the normal stuff that we recommend, obviously your flip-flops, bathing suit, any types of clothing. Um, I actually recommend bringing shampoo, um, obviously, because I think they have them on most of the ships, but it is really nice to have your own um, shampoo, conditioner, all of that. Some of the ships have like the shampoo and soap mix in one, and that just seems a little sketchy to me. So. Yeah, no, we're not trusting that. <laughs> um, I value my hair. But anyways, uh, so those are some of the items I think you know, based you've, if you've ever gone on a trip and you've been around pools or the beach, probably the similar items that you're going to want to bring on the cruise. I will say Michael and I both talked about this in the past, but most of the days you're wearing your bathing suit and a t-shirt and, and then at night you're changing into your formal outfit. If it's a formal night or just maybe like a little bit of an upscale, like a, for guys, maybe like a polo and some shorts for ladies, maybe like a sundress, but it's usually not too formal. So just, just keep that in mind as you're kind of packing for the dinners, obviously sunscreen and aloe, all of the good stuff. So with that, we're going to jump into our favorite cruising nice to haves. And these are things that we think we're, we probably will never forget on our upcoming cruises. 
And these are probably a little more specific to a cruise vacation in some in some instances. But with that, Michael, what is your your first item that you wouldn't want to cruise without? Yeah, the first thing, you know, I went on a couple cruises without it, and it's a Bluetooth speaker. It's kind of, you know, just nice to have around the room when you're getting ready, just having a little bit of music going on in the background. I have a waterproof JBL Flip 6, so you can bring it to the beach. It's water resistant to a certain amount of degrees, but it's you don't need anything big. But it's something to have a little bit of music going. You know, I think, like I said, the first couple cruises, I just play music off my phone or whatnot. And it's different when you actually have a real speaker going. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, what do you have for your first? My first, I think that's a good one. Uh, my first one is is going to be seasickness medicine. I think people get pretty nervous about if this is your first cruise, you're probably going to be a little more nervous about just going on a cruise and potentially getting seasick because no one wants to feel ill while they're on vacation and paying no. money. Um, I just, I'll, I'll just say that I, I typically do get a little bit of motion sick in the car, maybe even on an airplane, but on a cruise, I really don't have any issues. But I always still do pack Bonine, which you can get at a CVS. I think you can get it at a Target, uh, Walgreens in the U.S. But Bonine is it's a non-drowsy, just take one a day. Um, I actually bring it to like Disney World. Michael saw me. I had that at Disney World because I get like <laughs> just some of those rides where they twist you around in circles. I get kind of messed up. So definitely recommend just if, especially if it's a, you know, a cruise on maybe an off month or you're just nervous about the weather in general, but you can go look all that up before your cruise. So you can kind of know going in if it's going to be rough, but the Bonine is a really nice thing just to have kind of takes the edge off and, you know, kind of prevents you from potentially getting sick. So why not bring it? You may not have to use it, but that's my first recommendation. Yeah, nice. Like you said, you don't want to get sick. And yeah. especially, especially most cruises you're going to have fairly nice weather, but if it does get real bad or stormy or whatnot, you're definitely going to want that. So even if it, motion sickness may not normally affect you, probably still smart to bring just in case. It's like insurance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my next one may get a little made fun of. My wife made fun of me the first time I bought one of these because we live in an internet-based world these days. But one thing I've gotten, especially when I did my Mediterranean cruise last year, was a guidebook pretty much that went over all the different ports. And now I have a Caribbean one too. But the nice thing with these is, you know, you can look up a lot of stuff online, go to all different sources, places are telling you all different things. The nice thing with just having a book on the different ports is it's all the info in one spot. So some of it has like port, like just port info right when you get off the ship, kind of just telling you how, what, how the port's set up different food shops to try in the area has maps of some of the different islands and the nice thing with this is like i said if you don't have internet on the cruise ship or when you're at port it may be nice just to have to refresh yourself pretty much on what you were looking at doing for the day and so one book i have it's actually a rick steves book on europe which we may talk about in a couple weeks when we start talking about some europe your europe cruise you have coming up and some tips with europe but had walkthroughs of some of the different museums and the Colosseum and a bunch of the places we had had like little self-guided walkthrough tours. I'm just tips. waiting for you to offer to let me borrow the oh, book. I mean, it's coming up sure 29 days. <laughs> um, that's we'll perfect. And I think that you brought up a great point about the not having internet. So if you do have an excursion, this is for everyone who has an excursion that may not get the internet package. Just try to screenshot what your excursion is called, especially on that first day, you may have something in the room but just have like a document that says you paid for it yeah. um, as a receipt just so, and especially if it's not through the cruise line, 
know where you're going and, and where you're, what time you're meeting up, who are you meeting with, all of that stuff, if you can screenshot that. I've got, in Europe, actually, I'm meeting up with a guy who's taken us on a boat in the Amalfi Coast, and I, th- I need to have that kind of information ready so I know where to go. So that's a really good point I think you brought up there. Yeah. The next one that I have is around uh, the luggage tags. So before you get on the cruise, you print out your luggage tags, you write your name on there, and it tells uh, the, the team working with the bags where to put the bags as you board, right? So that you don't have to carry on your luggage. Some folks carry their, their own luggage on, but for me, if I'm packing pretty heavy for a week-long cruise, I'll just give it to them uh, before I get on. And the, the one thing I recommend here is on Amazon, you can buy the plastic luggage tags. What this does is it just protects the actual paper because without that, if that thing rips off and you don't have a you know one of those Apple AirTags in it, you may not see it for a little while. So how, I just if you can go and buy, maybe it's like 10 bucks for... I don't know, maybe four or five of these things. I really recommend going on Amazon, just getting a cheap set and you just fold your little luggage tags, put them in the plastic. It'll make it so much easier um, on you and it will make it so that you feel a little bit more just secure about your bags getting to your door on time. So with that, Michael, what's your next one? Yeah, so my next one's a little bit, a little bit of fun. Bring in some card games or whatnot. So me and my wife and family have really enjoyed Monopoly Deal, Monopoly Bid, Sushi Go, just portable little games you can bring out if you're just around the cruise ship and have time to kill between activities you're trying to get to or you just finished lunch and have, like I said, a little bit of time to kill. It's nice just to bring out these games and play them. Remember when we we played some games on our last cruise? Uh, they had like one of the the library on Independence of the Seas. Oh yeah, <laughs> ride, ride the bus, right? Yeah, we played it. We brought out a deck of cards and played a little drinking game, and then we were walking back and forth into. I think they were doing like a game show, but we were just walking oh, in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were <laughs> we were betting drinks on each other for the game. But anyways, I I think that's a great one. I think having yeah. cards if they don't have some places around the ship do have board games or books you can rent out. But it's nice if you have a specific game that you or your family like. Yeah. I, I love that idea. So my next one is a pop up hamper. So these you can buy again on Amazon, super cheap. You just fold them down into a little small size and you can put them in your luggage, store them away so it doesn't take up too much space in your suitcase. And then when you get on your trip, uh, you just kind of expand them out and you can throw all your luggage in there, or not luggage, all of your dirty clothes in the hamper. And it kind of just helps you with organization. My fiance knows that if I don't have a pop-up hamper, then I'm throwing my clothes into piles and it just it becomes an absolute <laughs> mess. And then you don't know what's dirty and what's clean during your trip. It just becomes... A mess. So definitely recommend the pop-up hampers. Again, very cheap, but it, if you have one or two of them that you can bring, it just makes it nice and just kind of helps you with the organization within your stateroom. With that, Michael, what's your next one? So the next thing my wife really likes to pack for cruises is straws. You know, when you're on the ships, they don't do plastic straws. They're either paper straws or I know Carnival has some kind of like the candy-ish straws, and which some people like, some people don't. Paper straws, I think everybody hates, but bring in either like a reusable stainless steel straw or even just a pack of plastic straws or whatnot, just so you're not having terrible straws when you're drinking, because why waste a good drink with a bad straw? Yeah, I like that. And they also come with like the cleaners, so you can easily yep. clean it like a little, um, it's, it's just it's a like a brush. Little, yeah, a little brush that folds up and it, it's nice. All right, my next one is a lanyard. So like I mentioned earlier, each... Uh, when every, every cruise that you go on typically gives you a card that is your basically your 
way of paying for items, getting into your room, everything that you like, whether you booked, you know, you booked a show that will all be on your card. And the lanyard is super nice. It sounds cheesy, but based on the ship and the technology, you can punch a hole in them or you can just put it into a little sleeve that kind of holds it. But it's really nice because honestly, if I have those in my pockets, they're going to be flying all over the pool deck and I may <laughs> actually see it again. And you don't want to have to deal with standing in that guest services line, no. um, especially not on day one or the last day. So get a lanyard. It'll just help you keep it kind of on yourself. If you want to wear it around your neck, you can. I just put it on a lanyard and put that thing in my pocket so it's a little bit longer and less you know, less easy to kind of throw all over the pool deck or into the hallways when you're walking down the hallway or whatever. So definitely recommend a lanyard. That's my tip and going off the lanyard too instead of just stopping you from losing it when you have it in the plastic sleeve sometimes the print won't rub off on it so i had one on my last cruise they wouldn't let me get off the ship at the time because my name was so much faded off the thing even though my photo pulled up they couldn't read the name so they made me go back up to guest services and i mean obviously that took some time getting from the gangway back up to guest services back down so yeah like you said it helps just protect the card overall my next thing is having a good backpack or money belt. You know, when you're off the ship on an excursion for a port day, it's nice just to have a decent size. So the backpack I have is just like a TSA personal item size backpack. So I can fly with it. It's not too big. It has kind of your little charging port on the side for your phone. Down by the back, it has a little like private zipper. You could put your passport or money or whatnot. And then as if you're buying souvenirs out or if you're going to the beach, bring in your towel in it. Just nice so you're not just carrying everything all around. And then going off the money belt, we got the money belt for Europe. It's almost, it looks like a super thin fanny pack. And you kind of just put it around your waist and wear it underneath your shirt. And that was just nice to, you know, when we were at the shops, I wasn't fumbling through my backpack or through my pockets to find money or whatnot. It was secure and hidden and also kind of just helps with pickpocketing in other countries. That's a good one. I think I'm looking to get one of those now just based on, I didn't know that was a thing, but I was looking at already trying to get some of the pickpocket proof bags, but I I like the money belt idea. Yeah. But I say like 10 bucks or something on Amazon. Good little thing to have. All right. My next one is towel clips. So actually I was talking to some friends about these and immediately they went and bought them, but these they're just basically clips that you put on the back of your chair Mine are obviously, uh, I think they're animals. So Scotty has hers, which are flamingos. Nice. Mine are some sort of turtle, I believe, or dolphin. I don't know. But these clip on the back of your chair, and they just help the the towels from slipping down. As you can imagine, on a windy day, even on a normal day, there's a lot of wind on the pool deck if the ship is sailing versus just kind of like on a normal pool because obviously the wind's coming through. So it just helps towels from kind of flying around and also kind of claims your towels so people know that they're yours if you don't have anything else that you want to leave. Let's say you step away to go to the bathroom or go grab a quick bite for a second or grab some food. You know, that kind of shows that someone is there and it's a nice kind of cheap way to hold your seats down for a minute. I said a minute. I didn't say hours. I know people are <laughs> going to say they don't like a lot of people don't like the people that hold the the chairs and the chair hogs, but get up super early before breakfast. Yeah, no, don't use the towel clips for that. Be a good person <laughs> and uh, only only save your seats for you know the time that you're going to be there. Yeah. So the next thing I got on my list 
Also kind of just dealing with being off the ship for an excursion is having a portable phone charger. So, you know, some are bricks you can plug into the phone with a cord. Some go directly in the phone. It's kind of just nice to have if you're going to be off the ship for hours just to make sure your phone stays charged at all times. So for whether you're either just taking photos or videos of where you're at, or like we were saying earlier, you may have like screenshots, uh, info you need for your excursions or whatnot that have important info for you to know how to get where you need to go. So you don't want your phone to die during that. So portable phone chargers, they're cheap. Like I said, they come in all different styles or whatnot, and they're good to have. Yeah, that's a great one. Also, that's a great one for Europe, so I'm going to write that one down as well. Um, my next one is theme night outfits. So you can go and find, like I said, I think we talked about this before, but you can find a, a previous cruise compass or what does Carnival call it? The fun times. The fun times. Uh, each cruise line has their daily planner. And within those, they have different theme nights. So I know the ones that I really like are like the white night or the 80s night or the Caribbean nights. So you can plan to kind of bring those outfits. There's also yeah. just on themes. It's not really theme related, but just on the, the attire, some things on, on the ships require certain uh, like closed-toed shoes or um, pants. So if you're going ice skating, for example, you do have to wear pants with socks so just things to keep in mind you may not think about bringing pants but if you want to ice skate you do need to have them uh, you can't wear shorts so with that michael yeah my next one is depending on the ship you're on you may be able to bring i think most lines everyone can bring a bottle of wine so whether that's person specific in the stateroom or a certain amount of bottles per stateroom per the people in there i know some lines like carnival i think lets you bring cans of soda and maybe mini bottles of water and then just any snacks, like any snacks you may like that they're not going to have on the ship yeah. are great to have just to snack on throughout the day. But I think the big one, especially if you're not going to get a drink package, is knowing you can bring bottles of wine. I feel like huge. Yeah, you may not know that at the start. It's just also, even if you have the drink package, it's kind of just nice to have a bottle of wine in the bedroom. So when you're getting, like I said, getting ready for dinner or whatnot, you can pour yourself a glass, go sit on, on your balcony, watch the oceans. I, I love that because I feel like the wine that they offer with the drink package is like, it's not great. I'm not a wine snob, but I know it's it's not great. So if you're interested in bringing stuff that you know you're going to like, whether it's champagne or a rosé or red wine, it's just nice it's, it's just nice to have it, honestly. It's kind of like a taste of home. My next one is they give you some cups on the cruise if you have a drink package sometimes, but I really like to bring a refillable cup. So just one that's personalized so I know it's mine. And what I do is I typically, if I have the drink package, I'm going to dump my drinks in there so it stays colder. Also, I don't have to, really have to worry about a straw or my straw crumbling. True. Um, so I just like to bring the refillable cup, especially for excursion days, whether you're going to fill it with water or alcohol. It's just <laughs> nice to have your cup with you for just keeping your drinks cold. Yeah. My last thing I have, going back to just packing from the start, is packing cubes. You know, my first cruise was the first time I actually used packing cubes. My mom got them for all of us just as a little getting ready to cruise gift or whatnot. But they help you organize your clothing when you're packing. Uh, they come in all different shapes and sizes. And then, but the nice thing is you can stuff them down in your suitcase, but then it also makes unpacking super easy. I know my last cruise, I had like one with t-shirts. I just took it out of the suitcase, threw it up on a shelf in the dresser and organized the dresser with the packing cubes and obviously hung up stuff that needed to be hung up. 
But like I said, they make packing super easy and I look forward to using them still on future cruises ahead. Do you find that the packing cubes like limit the amount of clothing that you actually pack on your cruise? Like save, uh, saving space in the suitcase? Just, you're or not just able the to get as much. Bring? Yeah, the amount that you bring. I don't know. Like I said, I'm an overpacker. I'm trying to scale back. I'm getting better. So I don't know. Well, that's probably why she got you them then. Um, okay, so my my next one, my last one is so Tide to Go or the oh, deep yes. the deep wrinkle spray from Downey. Mm-hmm. So those two items, the, I spill so much stuff. It's honestly like just it's a joke at this point. Um, I know I'm gonna need the Tide to Go stick. I know I'm gonna need to de wrinkle my clothes. Even if I take the clothes out on day one, which I always do that. Even if it's a three night cruise, so I'm gonna unpack my entire suitcase. Go ahead, make fun of me. That's fine. But I really like to do that on a cruise, hang everything up. But I still run into the same issue where my clothes are wrinkled. And these little spray bottles, if you're traveling on a plane, they do sell like a three ounce spray bottle that you can use. It's just is really nice. You just spread your clothes out on the bed, spray it, and kind of just swipe it across. And it, and it really does do a great job. So if you, and also if you get a stain on something, you definitely want to have a Tide stick. All these things may be able to be purchased on the cruise, but they're just going to charge a lot more. So go to Target. Get them on, you know, get them before your cruise. It's just going to make it so much nicer. And if you have to reuse shorts or rewear a shirt, you'll have that, you know, handy to make sure that you're ready to go there. So now we're going to jump into Q&A. Thank you for those that have submitted some questions. And for those that are just sitting at home listening to this or if you're in your car, think of a question or a topic or a story or anything that you'd like to write in. We'd love to hear from you, whether that be on Instagram or on Spotify directly. Um, so we have a couple questions. The first one is from Nick uh, and actually pertains to this week's episode. So thank you, Nick. Uh, Nick asks, what are some items that are not allowed to be packed or brought on a cruise ship? Yeah, Nick, thanks for the question. You know, when you think of prohibited items to pack on cruise ships, obviously things like drugs, weapons of any kind, whether guns or knives, are probably some of the first things that come to mind. But another big thing, candles. You can't bring any sort of candle or anything that flames on cruise ships because fires are obviously bad out in the middle of the ocean. And then things like coffee makers and kettles, mug warmers, any of that type stuff you can't bring. I mean, they have great coffee on the ship, great little coffee bars or whatnot. You can go get your morning coffee at. And then things like surge protected power strips you can't bring. You can bring other types of power strips, but if it has a surge protector on it, you can't bring it. And then, you know, we mentioned snacks earlier. And one thing we forgot to mention was they have to be sealed packaged snacks. You can't bring any homemade food onto the ship. And then the last thing is any sort of other alcohol outside of wine you can't bring on the ship. So, yeah, thanks for the question. Our second question of the week comes from Hannah. She asks, I was listening to last week's episode and had a question related to dining. I'm planning to go on Symphony of the Seas here in a few months and wanted to know how I can make dining reservations. Yeah, so... First of all, you've got a couple different options based on what you're looking for. Your dining is pretty much if your travel agent or if you booked at the cruise line, you selected whether you want to do my time dining or you want to do early or late. Um, if you have my time or you know flexible dining, that means you typically do have to make reservations. And I recommend doing that as early as possible on the cruise planner site before the cruise. So you can go online, try to book those before you get on. If you have five or eight o'clock or the early late dining options, then you don't have to actually make any reservations. So you can just show up at that time to the main dining room and you'll be able to eat. Now, if you're referring to specialty dining, you can actually book those one-offs. So if you just want to do one dining at a Zumi or you want to do, you know, an Italian restaurant for a night, you can book that before the cruise. 
Um, but if you happen to book, at least on Royal Caribbean, a dining package, so whether that's a three-night dining package or there's a chops plus one, which just means chops and, and one other dining option, or the unlimited where you can eat any dining, you know, the whole uh, duration of the cruise, you actually need to make those reservations when you get on. For Symphony, since you're going on that ship, I recommend doing this as soon as you get on, just so that you have as many options available as possible. And where can they go and do that when they get on? You can go do that at any of the specialty restaurants. So I usually just go to Azumi because I love Azumi. So I'll go there first and I'll make all of my reservations for the entire week. But you can go to Chops. You can go to Giovanni's. Any of the restaurants on Royal, you can do. You can go actually book those. So with that, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Cruise Conversations podcast. Uh, follow along with uh, with us on social media at Cruise Conversations. Um, definitely subscribe on Spotify so you get notified when we release our new episodes. Um, And we look forward to seeing you back here next Wednesday. Have a good week.